Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful hour from the city of Varanasi. Before we begin, let's just take a moment to arrive and settle down. So wherever you are, just pull your spine straight, open your shoulders, relax your spine, soften the belly, and get grounded. Connect with that gentle rise and fall happening in the belly with each breath. As the breath comes in, imagine it's rising from the navel towards the heart and the heart lotus unfolding. As you breathe out, that lotus is closing. On the in-breath, lotus opens. On the out-breath, it closes. On the in-breath, open the lotus and pause the breath. Then release the breath, close the lotus. Keep your attention on the heart. Let's do that again. In-breath opens the lotus, pausing the breath. And then releasing, closing the lotus. Once again, in-breath opens the lotus. Pausing the breath.
and releasing. We move upwards with our attention. Think about your eyes being absolutely still. Passing the breath, stilling the eyes, mind absolutely still in the center of the forehead. Releasing the breath. Pausing the breath, stilling the eyes, stilling the mind. You can release the breath, but keep your attention focused at the center of the forehead. And gently open your eyes. Thank you for taking this time. <clears throat> Just to um, check in with you with what's happening here in the life of Varanasi. Tonight is full moon here. And it's also a big auspicious sign for weddings. Just to give you a glimpse of my day today, it started with Sunday satsang for the local community, hour long talk, and then they have their breakfast and then they come to sit with Babaji again. That went out till noon. Then we had a, more visitors one by one, and then a wedding, pre-wedding. Tomorrow is the real wedding. And exchanging of the rings. And I was just thinking about that, this young woman that I have known from the childhood. And somebody in the community came to me a couple of months ago and said, Babaji, I'm looking for a nice girl for my boy. And my mind went immediately to this young woman who was, who I have known forever. 
since she was this big. Now she's a graduate in English, 30 years old. And I suggested, well, how about that one? Just like that. And I called her, asked her to just get his blessing. She didn't know what was happening. I didn't tell her. First, I wanted to have attention of, you know, approval of this man that she's. He said, yeah, she's good. But I said, look, this is all I can do. Now it's up to her and your boy. So let's first find a way they can meet each other. So he called his son who was in Mumbai and we arranged a meeting. Amy happened to be here at that time. She escorted the girl and got, broke the ice. And when they started talking, then she left them alone. They kept exchanging. After that, they started texting each other and that went on for a month, month and a half. But since I'm leaving on the 22nd, she wanted to be married before I left. So we looked for an astrologer and found the right date and that date is tomorrow. And I was just thinking about the life of a young woman. All of a sudden, she has lived her whole life, uh, free life. And now she's going to get married to a family, in a family, where there is a father-in-law, aging mother-in-law, and the husband. She doesn't know the family, but... She knows that's what she has grown up seeing all around her. That's the way it is. And she's emotionally, mentally prepared for that. But no matter how prepared you are, when you're really, your whole world is changing, your identity is changing, your family is changing, they may... even limit her visit to the ashram because the family and their and she's so attached to the ashram so all these things are going on in her mind i was just sitting with her and she said no matter what i just don't want to be away from the ashram i said look this is less than a block away from the ashram and you can be the principal of the our anjali school you and all that and there is a support group the ashram is your, your family is right here and i have known the family for all these years so there is a little pressure there so they're they are going to treat you well now it's between you and your husband if you take care of each other everything will be fine I don't know why I'm telling you all this, but it's um, just to see how a person's life can change and 
they have to prepare themselves to, to face the change. <coughs> we can complain about it, we can shy away from this, um, but if we meet that with the right attitude and the right uh, determination to make it work, it all works out. It all works out. If two people really want to make it work, whether they know each other or not, as long as that willingness is there to make it work, it works out. <laughs> <clears throat> we go through many situations in life and we think we know someone till we think we don't. And what, what shifted? Do we really know that I don't know this person? People have struggles in their relationships and usually when we have struggle, we are looking at the other person more than we are looking at ourselves and we keep looking back and forth. But do we ever look at our abilities to make it work. If we don't make it work, there is more other kind of work that needs to be done. So work is work. It's on either side, there is more work. So why not do it on a side that's more, less damaging, let's put it that way. Anyway, so that's the counseling for today. <laughs> I had no idea what I'm going to talk to you about because my day has been very, very full. I would love to hear what's on your mind. I'm coming back on um, 22nd, back to Sonoma. I've been away for three, four months. Lots has happened here. And when I came back after the <clears throat> COVID, the, the stagnation and in the ashram and just the energy was a little low, but I had to just, I had to just do this. So the ashram has a new paint job, new walking paths, temple has a new little altar is renovated. The colors are changed from dull gray to bright red and gold borders and We have started Sunday satsangs, whether I am here or not. They will keep gathering on Sunday and I will meet through Zoom. Uh, so uh, plenty has been churned up here across the river. Now we have changed the name of Amritsagar Eco Park to Amritsagar Holistic Farm. And every morning I get up and go there to make the loop. We created a loop around the whole perimeters. Uh, 
eight rounds makes 3.7 miles. And the, the path is just perfect uh, dirt. So the last round, we do barefoot. And it has been very healing. That's one thing that everybody tells me once they walk the barefoot walk, that we have almost lost the connection with the earth. We are wearing slippers, we are wearing shoes, we are in concrete, we are in cars, um, carpet. We rarely, we very rarely touch the earth with our own bare foot. So just like at Upasana, when you arrive at Upasana, before you meet anyone, you go on the Om walk. So I initiated the same concept here that as you go to the Amrit Sagar farm, the first thing you do is walk the loop. And now they're like, this morning there were 13, uh, 13 people, yesterday morning, 13 people walking. And slowly people are getting the in the hang of it. And, and then I noticed they were all talking. Then this idea came in, okay, talk. But the last round should be barefoot and in silence. So you, you initiate little things, you give a little dose. And so people don't start reacting. But just like this, that okay, you, you talk, you walk. But the last round is barefoot and in silence. And seeing this, how people adapt to these things and their experiences is, has been really uh, very rich. You go for a walk, you have a mantra. Instead of listening to music or thinking about something or talking to people on the phone, trying to multitask, how about enriching that walking hour and making it into a practice? Like each step is a one syllable of your mantra. or each step is your whole mantra. So bringing your mantra into your activity and creating a rhythm with whatever activity you are doing with your mantra is a beautiful way to uh, come closer to your friend. And I'm sharing this with you because this is what I talked the other day for those who are walking barefoot. You don't have to walk barefoot, it's cold and rainy there. And, but if you are walking, if you are doing any exercise, instead of thinking, listening to a music or talking on the phone, can you just devote that hour to your mantra and the activity that you are engaged in, just finding a harmony, finding a rhythm, Bring your friend along, the real friend, mantra, mitra. Bring the friend along on that walk 
bring the friend along in that activity. And it's beautiful. Make that into a walking meditation. How else can we bring our mantra along? Where else can we bring our mantra along? Maybe before you go to sleep, instead of doing the whole mala, maybe you could repeat your mantra for five, ten times and make it very consciously. Sometimes people fall asleep reading a book or watching a show or listening to music or whatever they do. But if you want to deepen the relationship with your friend, your mantra, how about bringing that friend along while you are going to sleep with? Wake up with that mantra. Say, good morning. It is said that after you have received a mantra, you are never alone again. There is a presence of your mantra. That mantra has a personality. It has a presence. And just by me saying it will not be real for you, you will have to just put little time into it, little imagination into it, and then it becomes a richer experience. So, whether I am here or I am there, I'm talking about the same thing, that how can we make our life a little better? How can we have a little richer experience of our every day? The drama will be there, the story will be there. How long are we going to carry this story? We have the ability, the capacity within ourselves to meet any challenges, including getting married to somebody we don't know. It's humans who do everything. So whatever we decide that this is what I have to do, we go about doing it and not focus on the challenges, focus on our ability uh, to meet the challenge and make it work. So this is where I'm going to stop. Uh, otherwise I feel like I will start rambling. So I would love to hear what's on your mind and uh, we'll exchange our words. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Shall Baba. I? Yes, mm -hmm. Babaji. Thank you. Um, if you'd like to speak with Babaji directly, you can feel free to chat me and I will make that happen. Um, there's also, Baba, <laughs> already a couple of questions in the chat. Um, mm -hmm. First is, uh, why do we meditate and how does one transition from one-pointed chanting to empty mind? Why do we meditate? If you ask this question to anybody, they'll say, oh, I want to get a little centered. I want a little peace. But the real reason for meditation is to 
identifying with that which is whole within yourself, which is complete unto yourself, which never changes. There are two aspects of her life. One is constantly changing. Her mind goes and attaches to things that are in transient. And we begin to think that this is my life. But there is one thing that never changes. So the purpose of meditation is to identify with that which is whole, complete unto itself, unchanging. And that is called the God within us, divine within us, my wholeness, the one, whatever name, there are various names to all that. But that is the one that is a part of our life that remains ever whole, ever complete, unchanging, identified with that. So that's the real purpose for meditation. No matter how you do it, whether you chant, or you sing, or you uh, meditate, or... <laughs> All this effort is just to identify with that. And what was the other thing? How do we... Uh, how does one transition from one-pointed focus to empty mind? It happens. You may not even recognize it. It happens. But it happens... Before you catch it and say, I am in the empty mind, you have already made something else. So it's there. Uh, you are just not able to put it in a box. How can you say that I am in a state of empty mind right now? Because the moment you say, I, you're not in the empty mind. So that moment is very um, elusive, but it's there. We are just not there to catch it and put it in a box. <coughs> you are breathing. Breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out. There is a little space after you have breathed in. Before the breath begins, there is a little space. After you have breathed out, before the next breath comes in, there is a little space. How often do you pay attention to those spaces between the two breaths? It's there. But our attention doesn't go to it. Our attention is always on the breathing or in or out or long or short or shallow or deep, doesn't... But the space between the two breaths. Hamsa, hamsa, madhame, param, ramme, asthan. Baba Kina Ram says, the founder of her lineage. Forget about the breath. Pay attention to the space between the two breaths. And that's it. The most beautiful place, space where there is no rising of the sun, no setting of the moon, no oceans, no mountains, no birds, nothing. It's a um, space without any attributes.
But our mind's nature is the moment we get a glimpse of that space, we try to define it. How can we put a definition around something that is um, undefinable? Anything can happen there. So it happens, whether you chant or meditate, even in meditation, people say, I had a terrible meditation. I don't never believe that because even in the terrible meditation, there were spaces, there were times that those that was touched, you were just not in a state of mind to recognize and hold on to it for a little longer. If that makes any sense. Thank you, Babaji. There's a, one more question. Um, how does astrology fit into the wedding date? <laughs> it's a very complex science, but they look into the... movements of planets and I couldn't really define you clearly because I'm not an astrologer but it's very common people look into the auspicious dates for those things um, you can look into some books it's very common people who believe in it they believe in it and uh, we also believe in, we do our own on the full moon night. So that's also a part of astrology. We are part of the, we are interconnected. Uh, the planets affect our mood and planets affect our, um, this life's journey. Little bit. Not too much. I don't believe in astrology to, to that much, but a little bit if it's, Pulse into is, and if I can do it, then I take help of it. If I don't, don't. That's not the answer you're looking for, but I couldn't go into talking about astrology right now. I'm just going to skip, to, uh, change, look at the pages and greet each one of you. And I see you, your smiles and your, I could start calling you by name, but I'm not. And just wanted to greet you and say hi and wish you a wonderful week ahead. Please stay in good health and if something came your way that could be helpful, please take it in and practice it. I'll see you again. Please stay there and say hi to each other. I will take leave from you. Thank you very much. <laughs>